My name is Ray Park, you may know me as playing Darth Maul the Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo at Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, sit walk. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best. May the force be with you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast, where we talk all things Star Wars. My name is Colin. I'm Christian. I'm Hunter. Star. Josh. Wow, we didn't mess up this week. Awesome. All right. <laughs> what an intro. Uh, this was a very exciting, adventurous uh, episode of The Bad Batch. We're, we're about to do a full breakdown. There were callbacks to Indiana Jones. Hunter cannot give me crap this time. So. I'm not giving you crap. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and and not just indiana jones but but there were preferences uh to uh, to other projects including um uh did someone say the uh, the the game horizon right yeah right. it felt yeah. like there was a horizon zero dawn reference cool. in there. yeah that goonies uh i felt Jedi like there were a lot order. of tropes to yeah to a lot of different types of um films and shows that are adventure based and then we have news uh about potentially solo two and and in season two of kenobi and then the skeleton crew just got done um filming their show which is also coming out later this year but we're first gonna break down the bad batch so we are starting off on the planet like um, uh, of or Mantel like we always do, and they were going through different junk and um, and uh, and they were looking for certain ship parts. And Omega finds this uh, this small compass, which at which at first the the first thing that popped in my brain was that it looked like the dial, like the dial of destiny from Indiana Jones 5 of what we saw in the trailer because it was like a small circle like it is. And I was like, oh, cool. And then I didn't even think about like that it would, you know, play any big, large role. And then turns out it's a very important thing in the episode. And they go back and we see uh, our new our, our new pirate character, uh, and she doesn't really identify as a pirate. She, um, she, a she, liberator. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and she also carries a sword. So like an actual pirate would, which I think is the first time we ever saw that in Star Wars, right? Um, Hondo has a sword that he uses. What? Yeah. Really? Um, in the arc where he's fighting, uh, the Zabrax, uh, Maul and Savage. With Obi Wan, yeah. he pulls out a sword. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, commando droids have swords. Oh, too. yeah. Yep. Oh, I'm well. Well, I mean, I was talking about like an actual pirate, like in the show. Like, okay, cool. Swords. Anyways, uh, they uh, they talk about um, a a rare treasure that uh, that dates back to thousands of years even before the jedi and i thought that was a very interesting take and i didn't even think about it until we were just talking about it but and it sounds like and it looks very similar to what we saw in jedi fallen order with the zepho it hasn't been 100 percent confirmed that uh that the that the temple was like 
from the Zepho, but now I see a lot of the similar similarities. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we'll see. Um, of of the revelations that will happen from that. But in your guys' opinion, how did you like this adventure based type um, type episode where it wasn't? We have really all the characters together. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And even if they get split up for a little bit, I was like, uh, uh, and then we got them back again, like almost immediately. Yeah. I was really happy that they were all back in one spot. Because <laughs> uh, as much fun as it is to see the batch in different, like, you know, missions doing their own kind of thing, they are the bad batch. <laughs> like, they need to be a group <laughs> for this to work. Yeah. Star? Yeah, I liked it. It was very fun. I am definitely the person that likes a little bit more of the plot um, kind of centric stuff. So, like, I thought it was a fun side quest. Um, certainly mm -hmm. was a little bit, like, more low-key, and I probably would have... I was a little bit more excited to see some more of the plot coming off of the last episode, which was a little bit world-building. Um, but it was certainly fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm in that same boat. Yeah. Yeah. I will yeah, I... surprised by that. <laughs> I was surprised by just all of the different references and the inspirations um, that, that this episode took because we got, you know, stuff from Indiana Jones and the Goonies and just a, a, a lot of that stuff. I love the 80s, so I was all for it. I loved it. Uh, they, they then take a closer look at the compass. They open it. Um, uh, I mean, not open it, but they like, you know, uh, they find something very uh, mysterious about it. And then I believe her name is Fiji, right? Or no? Isn't it Fee? Fee? Yeah, I thought it was just Fee. Fee, yeah. Fee. Oh, okay, Fee. Uh, Fee <laughs> then... <laughs> sorry. Uh, Fee then uh, kind of takes charge and, and is like, you know, this, this is kind of a treasure map this can take us to a very exotic fun place and there's a chance that it can bring all of you great fortune mm -hmm. and the other thing i wanted to talk about was when hunter and echo and all of them were just sitting there was it me or did tech look like he was wearing a hans a han solo type vest because I think he was wearing a Han Solo type vest and some of the other characters weren't wearing the armor at all and they look like they were wearing more smuggler type outfits. We're starting to see them out of armor. Yeah. More. Yeah. Which is a unique look. That threw me off for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's been cool to see them have multiple costume designs. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, I'm sure that they love their armor, but it looks uncomfortable. And like, it's fun to see them be like, oh, they're people. They've got their armor. They've got their other outfits. Um. They yeah. change it up. The, of course, Hunter and Wrecker and everyone is not going to stick in their chest and backplate with that backpack on all day. Yeah. I should, hope not. <laughs> I should hope not. I think I was just surprised to see uh, to see them wearing more smuggler type outfits. I think the big thing that threw me off was Tech was wearing a Han Solo type vest. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, all right. <laughs> At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life changing care. We're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. 
pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Uh, but then they all agree uh, to to go on this adventure, even though most of them were like, I don't think we should trust her but you know what we need the credits and everything so we might as well and they all get on the ship and then they go to the planet and i think we've talked about it every episode but the animation has come so far because oh yeah because mm-hmm. as they're arriving on that planet my goodness that looked very close to live action it uh, was crisp yeah yeah, like, yeah. it was, was beautiful gorgeous. it was awesome uh, the planet also reminded me of the one from season two of Mando, where Mando goes and where he searches for Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was the first planet that that popped in my head. But the planet uh, sounds like it has not been inhabited for a very long time. We're not really told why. We find out later, kind of why. Uh, but they land, and the entire crew. Uh, except omega like finally believe fee uh about the compass because as soon as they get to the planet the compass starts making noise and it starts to glow and they're like oh it's real shoot and they uh and they start to go around uh the planet until they run into the mountain and then they end up making their own entrance and they walk into the uh in, into the cave which ends up being the beginning of the temple mm-hmm. and they start to um to do their first puzzle which which opens you know the inside of it but it closes the the outside of where they came in and i thought that was kind of a tie-in to the temple of doom uh of uh, of of where like it, it it started to collapse and then it also reminded me of stuff from from Jedi Fallen Order, how do we like the puzzle aspect, uh, like in 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 this episode? Because there were a lot, like a lot of different puzzles in this, and it definitely was a reminder of Jedi Fallen Order and other projects like that. Personally, I always stop. Oh, sorry, Josh. No, you're good. You're good. Go ahead. Personally, I always feel like puzzles in games make sense because they're a, a game device their element designed to help you feel like you're progressing the story they don't translate i think as well in show form yeah just because you, you instead of being part of solving the puzzle goodbye hunter um yeah. he yeah his his wi-fi is this wi-fi it's, um, it's yeah. all right it's all right yeah. oh, but then instead of being part of opening the story you then have to see them interact with these puzzles <laughs> which is a little different Welcome yeah back, hunter. <laughs> i I agree. I actually think the puzzle aspect kind of threw me off a little bit because there was one part that I liked and I, I liked that they were trying to give you this like super piratey episode. Like I loved all the pirate vibes. I loved yes. all the, the secret you know map and the swords and like they did a really good job with that. On the other hand, I felt like it was a little forced. They had a little bit of forced story because Tech immediately stops talking. He does not try to help with any of the puzzles. He doesn't input any of his like genius tech stuff i thought that was a little odd to have like i see that they're trying to make omega kind of this like driving character and that's cool but it felt a little bit out of character to have tech have like no quippy lines when he when they're trying to do the puzzle 
aspect. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I was like, I was waiting for more like batch interaction with the puzzle and it just kind of wasn't there. And it was like kind of, I don't know, it translated weird to me, but that's, that's me. <laughs> I get that. And I would kind of agree too. And I would chalk it up to them just wanting to emphasize Omega yeah, and her sense of wonder and amazement. I guess we got a little bit of it at the beginning in the room when they're spinning the stuff around. But after that, they did kind of just like whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's her her kind of defining characteristic is being the person who still has that uh, feel of wonder. And I feel like giving her her own kind of like swashbuckling kind of adventure tale um, feeds more into her expertise. Whereas our last episode focusing on tech makes sense because he's so scientific and uh, Mm -hmm. like technologically based. Whereas this is more kind of like adventure, swashbuckling, uh, wonder, mystery, which I feel like uh, Omega fits in uh, perfectly for that. So for this episode being uh, an Omega-based kind of feel, I'm like, cool, she's coming into her own. And I feel like this is going to be more of her being, like, setting her apart in an actual part of the team. I do feel like we're getting more episodes that are trying to justify her as her her own character right now, Mm -hmm. as opposed to being, like, just a background damsel in distress kind of feel. Mm -hmm. I agree. I... I was also happy to see that we got more more creatures in this episode because of the creature that comes in. We've I don't think we've ever seen before. I know Josh was saying that it kind of it reminds like, me of a gore. It reminds me of a gore. Yeah. It's not, but it definitely reminds me of one. And I, I don't think, yeah, be, be, because of I really can't think of any other like creature that it can resemble. Um, I know that we will kind of be getting different cross species of creatures this year because we are getting the giant wampa um, uh, in (laughs) in Jedi Survivor, but it's not a wampa. So it's like a jungle wampa or something like that. I don't think we have an official name for it yet, but uh, that thing is a beast because that thing is like almost 10 feet tall. Like I think it's larger than um, a wampa from Hoth, but... I like how we are getting new creatures in Star Wars when we have new projects like this, and it just adds more to the universe because because the Star Wars universe is so big. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just excited to see more uh, uh, more creatures and and things like that. But we then you know hear the conversation from from Fee and 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 the and the rest of the group of where this temple. Um, uh, you know, is old and it's, you know, not, you know, Jedi old, it's older than the Jedi. And that, and that's a reference to the Zepho, um, which is what we were talking about. Uh, and these creatures, um, have different temples across the galaxy. This might be one of those temples. It wasn't confirmed. It's definitely hinted at, uh, but, but how do we feel about that tie-in? Uh, to Jedi Fallen Order. I, definitely, I know Josh is excited. Yeah, I definitely feel like it's a Zephyr reference, especially when they activate the heart of the mountain and it uh, turns out to be a gigantic weapon. Um, the head of the beast reminds yeah. me of um, the head of the Zepho. Um, it also definitely, the, the laser is the same one that they, the Guardians use in the video game. Um, there's definite references to it. I don't know if it's the exact same. Nothing has been confirmed yet. 
but that I was very intrigued when I saw that. I was like, "Ooh, very cool." And I mean, the the Zepho lore of what we know from Fallen Order is ancient Force users um, that predate uh, before the Jedi, and uh, they basically uh, killed each other uh, when they split apart, knowing the differences between. Uh, I, I think we have like the Bendu saying it's the Ashtar and Bogan. Um, yeah. When they figured out the differences between each other and leaning into the dark side, uh, they destroyed they, they destroyed themselves. Um, there's a whole big mission of it in Jedi Fallen Order that explains it a little bit more, but that's what I got from this one. I was like, "Ooh, wow, we're getting uh, some spicy th- references," and I was very happy with that. I also thought they were referencing the bendu as well because that species we don't know and that much about except what we got from star wars rebels and i hope that we definitely um touch on them in 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 the future because i love the idea that that it's not just black and white where it's like you know you're either in the light side or the dark side there was always in legends there there was always like the gray jedi and stuff like that and and now the gray jedi technically isn't canon anymore but i love the fact that that you definitely oh, not, have not, not not technically isn't canon it they're it's not canon gone. yes it's gone yeah, <laughs> yeah. freddie prince yeah. jr will fight you if you say that to him oh i know <laughs> i remember that too oh man uh but i like how you definitely have um uh have force wheelers that are like that that aren't you know that aren't jedi and stuff so i was very excited uh that they made a small preference and in a way to like the earlier days like way before the jedi and everything because again we are touching on uh, on history and adding to it and i love the world building because again the star wars universe is so mass and so huge so i i love that we keep uh adding more to it but we we go forward and uh and we and wrecker has this uh, encounter with the creature which kind of causes the cave to collapse and it splits up the group mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting them to to meet up until the end but they uh... <laughs> they met up they meet up pretty quickly which yeah. is pretty funny because I was watching that episode and I was like are these guys gonna split up I bet you something's gonna collapse and, split them up. <laughs> and then it did happen and I was like please don't be the whole episode <laughs> yeah it was it was the d d thing where you, you're you're screaming don't split the party yeah. yeah. <laughs> and immediately they split the party. It's like, oh man, come on. <laughs> uh I then I uh, I was really excited because then we got to a full out Indiana Jones Last Crusade Easter egg of where they they end up walking to this circle um caved area and and you see Hunter, you know, like, oh yeah, it's 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 fine. Like he's not even thinking and he walks through and he just falls completely through the floor. And uh, and uh, and then they save him, and it turns out like there's like certain places where you have to step, or you fall through the floor, just like in the Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Uh, again, I love all the Easter eggs to Indiana Jones. It's yeah, and like uh, how they use the little like compass thing to like they shine the light through it to be able to figure out the path. I was like, yeah. that's really cool. Yep, and th- and that was a reference to Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark of when of of Wendy when Indy has the when he has the staff of raw and he's in the map room and it kind of points out. So it was like, oh, cool, there's yeah. another one. Uh, but yeah, how do we feel about all of these different um, 
kind of uh, all of these preferences uh, that happen each week because I feel like every week it's kind of hinting at you know something in pop culture, uh, I, I, especially stuff with Lucasfilm. Um, how do we feel about that? If that I think is, this is uh, if if that's Dave Filoni's new kind of like shtick with he, him just like absolutely referencing the crap out of like anything that George Lucas has done, I'm completely for it. I think that's hilarious. That's that could be a fun little new trope. I don't mind that one. <laughs> yeah, I think it is really fun, and this was the type of episode to do that with. Yeah, and it didn't necessarily feel like it was too over the head. Yeah. Either it wasn't like there was a reason that they experienced things that seemed like Easter eggs. It wasn't just shoehorned in like that. Yeah. And it's not a new thing either. The whole Zelo Beast episode arc was all just a reference and nod to Godzilla. Like you look at the clone helmets and Goji's helmet is literally just Godzilla and Godzilla's eyes on there. And it's, so it's not a new thing for, for star Wars to reference other properties or especially other Lucasfilm things that the Mm -hmm. people who work on it love. And I think it's just part of star Wars's language at this point. Yeah. I also know this is not their first time of, I mean, of not even doing a reference, but just full out putting Easter eggs in there because in the Clone Wars, I think it was like four or five Indiana Jones Easter eggs. Because yeah. in season one of the Clone Wars, there there was the senator who had the staff of Raw, and then you went to Ryloth and you saw the Ark of the Covenant. Mm-hmm. Um, you also had the uh, scene of where Cad Bane is walking through one of the shops for you know a hat, and he picks up the Indiana Jones fedora. And it's just yeah. like, oh, okay. It's just, it's just right there. Just like there. they're just diving full, yep. like right into that. But I, 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 I like these Easter eggs because it was very tasteful. And Hunter's right; it had to do something with the plot. It, it wasn't like, oh, here you go, and it's not like world breaking or anything. Uh, because I, I, I remember watching season one of the Clone Wars for the first time, and I just saw a couple of the droids carrying the the Ark of the Covenant on to a separate ship and i was like oh wait okay. a minute <laughs> yeah I, I, I was like wait wait what <laughs> so i uh i thought that was you know you know super super cool that they that they had these you know different callbacks to different things in a plot um in a plot driven way yeah uh but they they go through that area and then hunter um uh uh, Hunter, Fee, and Omega end up, uh, you know, getting ready to go through, you know, a door, and then you know, Echo, Tech, and Wrecker just come on through, uh, like just very, very easily. By the way, of of just kind of of kind of meeting up with them, and then they're getting ready to. Oh, here's another puzzle, and then Fee's that, like, that side door was a very convenient side door yes. for the, the rest <laughs> of the gang to be like, oh no, we figured mm-hmm. out this tunnel situation. How did you guys get through? We found a hole. Right. <laughs> uh, and they are all set to be. Uh, I think it was really cool that at that point, the whole group was kind of invested. Being like, oh, it's, it's it, all right. It's a puzzle. Here's our next puzzle. How's it going to go? And he's like, sometimes a door is just a door. And she just 
you know, she just pulls in the door handle and it does like a cool, like, you know, flip thing and the door opens. And, uh, and then you have a Easter egg to Raiders of the Lost Ark of where they, um, of where they go to the heart of the mountain, uh, which this is to me, it's kind of, uh, uh, a hobbit easter egg of of the yeah. you know the, the heart of the mountain the ark and stone but uh they end up uh going yeah. to the heart of the mountain walking up to it she uh she then like takes it out of its spot and then she's like oh it's fine everything's fine and then the you know <laughs> the, the uh temple which we find out that's not a temple uh it starts to you know uh, uh awaken come alive collapse and uh, and then, you know, we see it wake up and it's this Zepho type, you know, alien walker beast thing that has a Giraffe. giant laser. Yeah, just, <laughs> just just coming out of its face. And you're like, wow, this is really interesting and terrifying. Reminded uh, me a lot of Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. And it just oh, yeah. starts destroying everything its path, including uh, Hunter's, uh, uh, you know, uh, his uh, his favorite droid moment. Um, but <laughs> I just like that little guy, and they're all like, <laughs> "Got him." <laughs> yeah, I have enjoyed. Uh, I have enjoyed the Bad Batch's like uh, body count with droids in really like hilarious ways in the last couple episodes. They'll just like <laughs> take them out, and you're like, "Wait, what?" It's like, oh. fun. <laughs> well, I, 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 I feel like when that happens, though, every time like Hunter is slowly dying inside, though, like oh, was, I'm like, it's I'm not slow. But it like doesn't make me less sad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, like I expect it. it. It just hit me that there's a second Indiana Jones reference just in the name of the planet they go to. Oh yeah, the name of the planet they go to is Scaranal, and uh, in the Temple of Doom, the five stones that you know are the, the part of the temple are given to Sankara. Mm-hmm. And they have a similar uh, carving pattern to it as well. As yeah, they definitely have the same carving pattern. They have that yeah. waving pattern, yeah. Mm-hmm. So many Easter eggs. I love it. I love I it. Know, I know. I halfway expected her to take out a bag of sand and put it on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, they And they said that the heart of the mountain was, was a... Ancient a, kyber crystal question yeah. mark? They like said it, oh, it was something, something on the lines star, of some type of star. Right? Yeah. 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 It was like a crystallized star, which was an interesting concept. It did not act like a Kyber crystal for sure. Well, when they here's the thing. Them, yeah. I, I guess would say, that, I guess that could be the. So I think it's uh, who says it in Rogue One, but the strongest, I think Bayes says it, or maybe it's not Chirit. Bay, it's Chirrut. Yeah, the, strongest the stars of Hearts of Harbor. Ky- yeah, Hearts of Kyber, so yeah. I wonder if that's just part of the legend and like it is a Kyber crystal or whatever, mm-hmm. but that's just how the legend portrays it. Mm-hmm. Okay, because when I saw that, I was like, "Is this like some kind of ancient Kyber crystal?" And it started shooting a laser, and I was like, "Are they like? Is it powered by the Kyber crystal? Like yeah. the Death Star is? Is that is that what we're talking about here?" Well, we. We find out very quickly that it's not like a kyber crystal because as soon as they put it back in, or or it could be, and 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 it's just like it's so much power that it 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 melted the crystal, like it fully melted out the crystal, which I was not expecting. Sure. But but as they're dealing with trying to shut it off, they 
they have the creature from before that attacked Wrecker um, uh, as a added problem, and it just starts to like trying to eat them and then you, you can definitely tell that wrecker had enough <laughs> because he just grabs it by the tail and then they shoot the window he throws out the window he's, yeah, he's, 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 he's like that. i'm not dealing with it anymore and he's like Rah! and he just chucks it we're just it like, was, wow cool it was very comedic to see him pick it up by the tail <laughs> and just yeah super mario 64 moment yeah <laughs> really throwing you know yoshi out the window right there yeah get that bowser out of here yeah yeah <laughs> And they and they put the crystal back. Fee was not happy about it at all, uh, but she was like, "Fine, you owe me one." And they put it back, <laughs> and we then see the uh, the giant. Uh, I I don't even know what to call it. So like this giant like alien beast thing, you know, ends up just just falling down, plummets down. It was also about to destroy the ship. Which that would have been interesting because tech made it sound like uh, I, I think Hunter or Tech made it sound like they would not be able to get any help. And I'm just like, couldn't they just call Rex or something? And then Rex would go and you know, help but them they out. don't have long range comms without their ship. Oh, 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 didn't even think yeah. about that. Wow, yeah. wow, okay, because it's not like they're dropping satellites everywhere they go, it's oh. it's it's full. No, it's the, the ship is part satellite. No, that's true. And we know yeah. that even on smaller ships there's a limit to how far they can broadcast from uh, obi-wan on camino mm-hmm. now when he's on geonosis and he can't reach coruscant so he transmits and pings off anakin this episode is brought to you by shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage no matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know what? I That that totally went over my head. I, I have been re-watching <laughs> all of the Star Wars media in like the last week and a half. So I, been, it's just all up here right now. I was about to go uh, back and rewatch the the extended edition of 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 Attack of the Clones uh, because I, I I haven't watched that in a bit. But that all makes sense. I don't yeah. know why I didn't think about that. But they end up taking it down. They end up walking back to the ship. You know, not um, uh, not going, not achieving 
their goal of getting what they wanted, but they did stop um, the 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 giant uh, the giant weapon thing, uh, which I think that was kind of a another Easter egg to Indiana Jones because the most of the time when he goes on the, these adventures and he and, and he goes after these idols, he never actually you know takes home the idol. Like mm-hmm. he like always you know it belongs he, in a museum. He always gains a better treasure um of it, it it could be knowledge it could be uh um, uh it could be a a, a better relationship w- with his dad and family and everything like that that's what the theme of it in indiana jones was and we kind of saw that there and then fee was like well i also you know am cooking up this other adventure and it, it includes a chalice, <laughs> and that's a reference to the Holy, the Holy Grail. Grail. And I was like, "Oh, nice, nice." Uh, and if that if honestly the, was the episode, it was if just the, if the batch goes on a Grail quest, I am going to lose it. <laughs> I'm all there for <laughs> Not it, bro. Not in a bad way, but it, I'm just going to lose it. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. Uh, because the next episode is called Tribe, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to think of Gunji. what that could mean. I'm hoping Kashyyyk. I'm hoping Gunji. I I'm thinking without, it's bro. Gunji. Oh, man. It's going to be so cool. So cool. <laughs> this is where Disney uh, lets us down the way HBO doesn't. Because HBO, at the end of every episode, puts out a... And here's a quick 30-second teaser of what you can expect to see next week. Yeah. 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 Uh, I am... Uh, I am definitely excited. Uh but overall, this episode, how do we like it? It was fun. It was fun. I, I mean, just like last week's, it was a fun episode, and we got to see the internal dynamic with the batch some more. But at the same time, even though I enjoyed it, I am still really wondering what's going on with Cody and Crosshair. And yeah, it's like, it's not that I didn't enjoy it, but almost like I was like I keep expecting to see the the core storyline of the season I guess if you want to call it that um I guess we don't know if it's the core storyline but I I keep expecting that going into the episodes and even though I enjoy the episode it's still just that question of what's going on with Crosshair and Cody is nagging at me and it yeah. makes me really anxious to get back to that Fair enough. Fair I, enough. I kind of feel the same way. I'm hoping that this is just Lucasfilm trying to get as much of the campy episodes like done out like earlier in the season. Um, that said, it's being an animated 16 show. Episodes? Sixteen episodes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And so far, we are at five. 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 So Eleven to go. Four are have been campy, or at least campier than the one that stands out as the darkest story. Yeah. You guys already know my opinion, but I'll say <laughs> it again. <laughs> it's what Hunter said, but give me crosshair. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and even if it's not crosshair, I also I would like to see a little bit more of the plot, whether that's Rex, whether that's the Batch and Rex. Like, you know, I'm always gonna sue for crosshair, but mm-hmm. you know, you could also I, I'd like to see some more um, of that like main storyline. And it was fun for sure. We knew we were getting another season like midway through the last bad batch whereas i i wonder if what we'll do with this one if they'll announce anything midway through this season if i would bet star wars celebration i bet 
Yeah. Uh, I bet that's yeah. where we'll find out. I mean, they could then, announce it at the end of March, but at that point, it's just like the celebration is happening the second week of April, yeah. and the Bad Batch ends on, on the 29th. So it would just make sense mm-hmm. for them to be like, oh, hey, guess what? Season three of the Bad Batch, get ready. Yeah, you know. they'll hold on to that secret for celebration. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah. I also wouldn't be totally surprised if. I mean, I hope it's not, but I could see Disney wanting to end the Bad Batch mm-hmm. and then transition into another animated property as well. Yeah. People I, really I, love the Clone Wars animation style. Like, they it's, do. It, it's we, such a classic. The, the, the Tales from the Jedi, so... Yeah. Yeah, we they know could that, lean more heavy into that. Because I feel yeah. like they have like a whole studio where they can make a lot of different things for with the same kind of animation. Right. And I wonder if they, in my prediction, I think that they'll do something with uh, High Republic or Old Republic in this animation style. Yeah. I would guess High Republic because they seem very hands off on the whole idea of the Old Republic. Because mm-hmm. I think. I, I, I think until Acolyte, but I think the big issue is we have with anything that's, I mean, it's the same issue we have with any trying to translate a video game into yeah. a not video game properties. People are going to kick and scream about it not being the same as their story. And you're just like, of course, it's not the same as your story. I just want to see Stab Christian. You don't need to call me out. Like <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was more thinking about if people were trying to bring Revan into the canon. No, I, like, I know. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> I we get I it. Think... This is not the Revan you played in Kotor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not your RPG character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what they'll do with like our extra Sith characters that we know of, and they exist, but what kind of stories they'll end up bringing to it in canon? Yeah, because they've they've brought some of them back into canon with episodes of the Clone Wars or references and other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was they talked about Bane, right? In season yeah. six of the Clone Wars, the lost episodes, mm-hmm. yeah, and stuff like that. It so you know they're thinking about it, but I'm I also wonder if they're ever even going to touch it or if they're just afraid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, for other news, uh, besides this episode. We have the actor uh, who played Han Solo in Solo, um, uh, Alden, uh, has said that he would love to finish the young Han Solo um, uh, arc uh, because he feels like there was a lot more story to his character, like, I, I mean, of that version of Solo. How do we feel if they did Solo 2? I don't think they will. I think they would maybe do something like a Crimson Dawn show or something like that. And even now that seems kind of iffy. Uh, but how do we feel about him coming back as um, as a version of Han Solo? I am hashtag make Solo 2 happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I really enjoyed it watching it in theaters. I watched it in theaters three times in the first opening week. That's how much I enjoyed it. Yeah. And even though it felt different to harrison ford's han it felt very much like a no this is clearly the precursor to that han yeah i loved solo i'd love to see another one too and there's there's a couple there's some good questions asked raised at the end of solo we're like oh wait where does this go wait i need more 
Right. Yeah. And I still always is going to hold a, a special spot in my heart because of the red carpet premiere and stuff. But like I went into that movie kind of expecting to not like it, at yeah. least not really feel right with someone other than Harrison Ford being Han. And it totally sold me. And yeah. I loved it. I love the movie. And just like what you guys said, it, it opened up a lot more questions, like the whole Crimson Dawn thing. And I think that could be explored in a show, like Colin said. Uh, they've, I think they've done it a little bit in the comics, but I think that could it could fit in a movie or it could fit in a show. Um, I know when Alden signed his contract, it was for three movies. Mm-hmm. So... I could see that happening before a show, probably. Okay. But also, Ron Howard, who directed it, yeah. has been very vocal in the same way that Ewan McGregor was very vocal about it's definitely not happening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually don't think I ever asked you this question, um, Hunter, but when Darth Maul showed up, what was the reaction? Uh, uh people screamed the... and cried <laughs> well i just remember um because i went to a private screening for it and uh and i don't know why but n- none of the people wanted to stay so i was just in this theater by myself and as soon as like he popped up on screen i jumped out of my chair and i just started pacing across the theater and was like what does this mean how is this like yeah, right like, yeah what's going on yeah it's like it, I guess we're kind of used to it at this point because it's been a few years. Yeah, but it's Wasn't a really he meant to be thing. like the original villain. Yes, the original yeah, plan for the sequel trilogy was a Darth yeah. Maul villain, which yeah. is nuts. <laughs> uh, again, somewhere in Bob Iger's attic is the is the <laughs> script and just plot of the sequel trilogy that George Lucas came up with. And I would love to read that because I'm really curious of of what the fallout like, like like the full description of what George's the vision of the sequels were. Because we know that it definitely was going to have Darth Maul, you know, kind of hiding out in the unknown regions and stuff like that. But I would love to know every detail because I bet that story was very interesting and amazing and i'm just baffled that they didn't go with it. george yeah. has some wild ideas that yes. oftentimes don't get t- tamed until it has to get translated to the screen <laughs> so i'm sure any draft of a story that he had for sequels was just nuts I, yeah. I I guarantee you that whole plot was just max rebo driven like the, yeah, the entire I'm sure thing on. yeah totally <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, and in other uh, in other actor news, um, you have uh, most of the cast of Kenobi uh, want to come back for season two, uh, and it sounds like they are in talks um, of trying to make a story that works for season two, uh, because you have the end of you know of Kenobi of where he's being guided by. Qui Gon deeper into the Dune Sea, and then it mm-hmm. kind of leaves it at that. How how would we feel if they ended up doing season two? And if they did, 
what would you want to mainly see? I personally would I, love to see um, uh, a, a very Vader-driven story, even more than what we got in Kenobi, and maybe even not be season two of Kenobi, maybe make it the Vader series. And I I know that the, the whole entire Skywalker saga is mainly about <laughs> an Anakin Skywalker. I understand that, but I would love to see a a uh, a Darth Vader in his prime, you know, story. Anakin, uh, the whole saga is your spin-off movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I really, really loved Kenobi, but at the same time, I would be kind of cautious going forward as far as what that story is so it doesn't okay. feel like too much um sorry i'm getting over a sinus infection <laughs> um you're good but i think a story like you said that's driven by or maybe driven by kenobi but from the perspective of anakin would be super super cool and an interesting way to frame that story um it could you could take a look at through the eyes of other characters too i know there was rumors of cody being a bigger part in season one and they could have like that so now now people know not even a rumor deborah chow said that they cut it on a panel (laughs) right and it's so, so like that's a, a thing that's out there and that could totally be explored. And now people know Kenobi's out there, so they're going to be looking for him. Mm-hmm. And sure. that could be where Cody comes in. And we see just kind of a story that's driven by Kenobi, but he's only tangentially in that. And it could be through Cody. It could be through Vader. I'm, that yeah, there's a lot of a lot of ways we could look at it where it's not something that's going to take Obi Wan oh, to the place please. that he is when we see him in the first season. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, oh, I'm 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 sorry. I I, th- I think any second season of Kenobi is gonna have to lean heavily into the force training aspect of it, like heavily into it, yeah. kind of the way we had it for Yoda at the end of season six of Clone Wars. We I have it Liam in a comic book have... form right now, so I'm yeah. kind of like, where would we go with this? I think Liam Neeson will have to play a very large role. Like, yeah, I mean, he's always to... down to come back. Yeah. He's always down to it. He's yeah. voiced Qui-Gon in every property. And it wouldn't be the first time they've run over stuff laid out in the comics either. So mm-hmm. That's, true. Yeah. That's true. I mean, Tales of the Jedi and Season 7 of Clone Wars so good. just ran yeah. roughshod over the Ahsoka Tano book. Right. Pure, pure, yep. pure Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I I remember when Liam Neeson came back for um, for the lost um, for the lost for the lost missions for the Clone Wars, and yeah. I just remember hearing his voice, and it was like, "There's no way that's Liam Neeson." And I just like yeah. I, I I was just so baffled, and and we learned so much about the Force, and and then we you know learned about like how Yoda got where he was, and Empire Strikes Back, and everything, and I was all for it. And I loved that Liam Neeson, you know, loves the character of Qui-Gon Jinn. And he just keeps coming back for him over and over again. And the fact that he showed up for Obi-Wan Kenobi was amazing. Yeah. He he also, he voiced Qui-Gon in, I want to say, the Mortis arc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just, he came by, dropped a couple lines mm-hmm. and left. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and honestly, that's that's really all he needs to do because it's like it's it's Liam Neeson. This man trade trained Obi-Wan Kenobi. He he was Aslan and he trained Batman. Like, I mean, like he <laughs> like I, I I love Liam Neeson. So and he's, I love, he's been very good with their commanding voices. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Um, Star Wars has been very good with their commanding voices. So yeah. it's it's that's always good knowing that he's still around to be able to. Mm-hmm continue with this kind of fun voice i mean i would love to see more vader stuff for sure um but i mean we have like comic series that kind of delve into that and i don't know how we would see that on screen i kind of yeah i definitely think that liam nielsen's uh coming back to do something like that would be one of my top ones that i would want to see i'm kind of done with our skywalker feel for now but i mean well, only time will tell at this point. Uh, and not just that, which is something I don't think we talked about last week. I I, I think we talked about it on a page on a Patreon, but John Williams is not retiring. Um, he is yes. gonna keep doing music for you know different projects, most likely Star Wars for sure. Uh, they he he like hasn't said which. Uh, projects he will be doing but most likely it's going to be in um star wars and everything how do we feel about john williams just just going strong uh because he's it's up a there. soft retirement it's a soft yeah. retirement yeah i i yeah i just think to me i i think he was uh you know of just hanging out in a hammock somewhere just being like, all right cool i'm done and uh and then they were like Star Wars is like of the new Star Wars films are coming out, you know, 2025. I think he's like, you know what? I don't want anyone touching those. Hang on. And and then and he, and he, <laughs> hammock and I, he just goes to his piano. And I just, could see him going all the way through and creating a lot of like core themes. Yeah. For a lot of different characters or different like, you know, oh, this kind of dark side theme has to stay constant in any future media. But I, I think we're going to start seeing it transition to a lot more other composers for the majority of things. The other thing, the man's in his nineties. He, yeah. he deserves to relax. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, him and Ludwig like doing music together would be great. Oh, oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, him my and gosh. Kiner, him and the Kiner brothers. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. He could really be cool. in like a more consulting or director role for all of the Star Wars music to like christian said just set up motifs that follow through with certain characters i just don't think there's there's anyone like john williams and it's it's just like beethoven like it's just it's just people tried and it like to kind of take over the type of genre of beethoven and they couldn't do it and john williams just came in and he's just like that i don't think anyone could ever um do what john williams did because he changed the way that that we uh that we um kind of listen to music and films because i remember watching et and i'm not sure if 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 everyone here knows the story but for et no joke um steven spielberg wrote certain scenes around the score that john williams did john williams made the score for et without even seeing like most of the film so so that whole ending scene of uh uh of where the kids are on the bikes and then you know et goes on the ship the whole 10 minute score that was that scene was written specifically for that score 
and John Williams just made that. And it just baffles me um, that of, of the genius that he is. And I don't think, I don't think any of us will get over the fact, you know, how amazing the, the score for Phantom Menace was and, and for revenge of the Sith for all the themes you've got duel of fates, you've got battle of heroes, Anakin versus, you know, Obi-Wan it, it's great to have music like that that makes the um, different scenes and moments feel larger than they actually are. And that's just the beauty of, of score making. Uh, and something that we talked about on the Patreon as well, which I don't know why David's so excited about this, but the new movies coming out, there's a chance that it's going to be, which I really hope that they stay away from it, is that it's going to be episode <laughs> uh, 10, 11, 12. And that it would continue the story of, you know, Ray and Skywalker saga and everything. And I want them to stay away from the Skywalker saga. I want them to. You too. Uh, yeah. I, I just want them to explore something different. I think the Skywalkers have had their s- story told. I don't want them to continue the, you know, story of the Skywalkers. How do we feel about that? Like, um, because, Vong. yeah, well, I just don't want them to do anything with the skywalker legacy i think they've i i agree with one exception being live action clone wars (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) yes (laughs) yes please (laughs) that is fine that's a hundred percent fine with me i just don't want you know i mean i listen i i i love ray i i i love poe i love those characters but i think that that time those stories have been, you know, told, and I just don't really want I, the continuation of that. I would be okay even if it was a a Ray or Poe or Finn story that wasn't a numbered episode, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because episode nine did close out the Skywalker saga. Um, it left a lot of as, plot holes. As, well. That's a discussion for another time. <laughs> but JJ oh, Abrams, what? <clears throat> I mean, that's the thing. Like, they're still out there, and they're still going to be doing good in the galaxy. And I think there's room for stories about them that are mm-hmm. separate from the Skywalker. Stuff. You can I mean, go watch the Lego Wars Holiday. Story. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I do love yeah. Legos, and I love Star yeah. Wars. That's so perfect. Well, uh, I don't think we really talked about it, but how did you feel about the so there was the summer vacation special and they spend most of the time in the Halcyon. How do you guys feel about that? Because I know your trip's coming up, so uh, I actually have not watched that one. Oh, you haven't? Okay. I'm in that no. same boat. <laughs> okay. I I, I, I I would I definitely check stay it out. away from most Halcyon related things. But it's it's actually a lot of fun, and the song "Scare of Beach Party" by Weird Al is fantastic. Oh wait, no, no, I did watch that one. Okay, yeah. good. Okay, <laughs> yeah. good. Good, 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 good. Yeah, because I, I was like, dude, it's got Weird Al. You have yeah. to watch it. Yes, yes. And I remember when that came out, and and of 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 the trailer, and the first thing that he posted was, "So am I technically canon?" And I was like, "Yes, bro, yes." <laughs> <laughs> so yes. I, I. I love those type of stories. Be um and and in those you know and and those holiday specials, they they actually did kind of continue the story of 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 the sequel characters. 
um because in the one where like it's it's like the life day one so it's like you know the lego star wars holiday special and that one where they travel through you know different times it's it's a whole thing it's weird uh but uh i uh i i love that one because it definitely did continue the story of the sequels in 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 a way and and in a way to me it's canon because max rebo is alive and 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 and, and they actually definitely talk about you know of like oh hey you know hey max how's it going where's the rest of your band and then max kind of you know you know kind of talks about you know how they're all dead and then pose like oh i'm sorry dude and then they just can you know continue on i'm like oh cool so to me that's canon everything else eh. but uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. but uh to end it off uh to uh to end the podcast um tonight uh of our episode they they have finished wrapping skeleton crew skeleton crew is coming out this year we don't know when most likely it's going to be coming out sometime this summer going into the fall uh hopefully behind that will be the show acolyte uh which i'm very very excited for because it's our first uh, live action adaption of the high republic and i think that's going to be super super exciting how do we feel uh about all of the new all right so do we feel that there's too much star wars happening this year or is it just like oh yeah i want more star wars like all the way like come on because there's a lot of projects happening a lot of projects especially i feel in like everything coming out is different enough yes, yes. i'm okay mm-hmm. with it. it it does not feel like marvel's release schedule where it's just so much of in the same time frame whereas this yeah. all feels very different yeah because yeah. phase four for marvel was just left and right of just different projects coming out and i just remember it being a lot and and because of that they announced that they're gonna dial it back for phase five which i think is a smart idea Mm -hmm. uh but for star wars i think it's great because christian you're right we are covering different um different time time periods in in star wars and i think i think it's gonna be a huge stepping stone uh to to when we do get the acolyte because it's going to be you know taking place in a time period where we're not dealing with stormtroopers and we're not um dealing with anything that has to do with the skywalkers or you know of of that type situation it it, it will be in its own kind of pocket you know of of of, of the Star Wars universe where it's not leaning heavily on what happened in the skywalker saga and I know it will lead directly. I mean, at some point it will lead into the the era of the Phantom Menace and everything like that because we know that it's at the end of the High Republic. But I think it's going to be great because we're not leaning towards, you know, main Skywalker characters. We know Yoda's alive during the time. We, ha- we it hasn't been confirmed if Yoda's going to be making an appearance. I would love that. I would love to see a younger version of Yoda. Um, but, yeah. Acolyte takes place how many years before the Phantom Menace? Because if Yoda's 900 years old in Empire, and this takes place during the High Republic, which was described as being about that time frame of like almost a thousand years before the events of the main Skywalker saga. Oh, okay. So the High Republic um, is taking place 200 years before the events of the Phantom Menace. And isn't it further than that? I believe it was 200. Okay. Uh, but the, it spans oh, in the book. Um, it, it goes yeah. like way in the past and uh, present. So, yeah. Okay. 
Because uh, I know the, the way in the past part, I'm kind of like, okay, at that point, you know, if we know at least for the first minimum 50 years of Yoda's lifespan, he's no more, you know, composed than Grogu. So for the show, it's it's taking place near the end of the High Republic era. Okay. Uh, I think David said um, it was going to be 100, but I don't think that's been 100% confirmed yet. Uh, but I like how we are going to see the transition of the Jedi in their prime to where they're all happy and everything's great. And they're not really driven by the Senate to where they will turn into, you know, of what we see in tales of the Jedi, where it's mainly, um, it's mainly politics and they are, you know, kind of driven by the Senate and everything. And it, and I'm really curious if they're going to show that in the show of, of why they go that route. Because in the High Republic, it sounds like, you know, the way things are ran, um, uh, uh, especially how the Jedi are dealing with things, uh, it's very more fluent than what we see during the Clone Wars and, and, and during the prequel era. So I'm really curious in how that will transition into what we see um, in Tales of the Jedi and, and the Phantom Menace and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. I think overall, I would prefer if... Maybe not this year or next year, but going further into the future, Star Wars shifts away from TV shows for some characters or some kind of stories and goes back to making movies because I missed seeing Star Wars on the big screen. I do too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 2025. Right. 2025 is when we'll be going back to the cinema, which I've been saying for a long time. Star Wars, I mean, listen, I love The Mandalorian, I love all these shows, but Star Wars began on the big screen. And that's where it needs to come back to because when, I don't think any of us will ever get the you know shake the feeling of of those moments of you know cheering and and just like feeling yeah. the emotion of everyone in the theater because I think it's, it was such a fantastic feeling. It's it's it was the year before Empire came out where okay. they did a re-release of A New Hope in theaters with the, the TV spot being of if you only ever saw it on your TV you've never seen it the way it was meant to be seen. Yeah. And they're not wrong. It's it's big screen stuff. It's supposed to be the kind of thing where you sit there and get blasted by the biggest speakers on the planet. Yeah. I will always remember when Revenge of the Sith came out because it uh, I ironically it came out on my birthday and I went with my dad and my brother and my dad, you know, you know, he's a Star Wars fan, but he's not like you like a big Star Wars fan. So he's my not uh yeah so my brother uh uh my brother and i were just you know sitting there not really knowing what to fully expect because we like saw a couple of trailers and and at that age i was like wow like like these movies are you know still going like this is great and i just remember sitting in the in the theater and just everything going on and then order 66 happens i'm crying and my dad's like what the heck are you doing and i'm just like no so it's it, it it just shows you like how much you know like how much these movies mean to people and and i also remember um when obi-wan and, and 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 anakin were fighting and that was just a huge like a, a huge deal even though we all knew it was going to happen i just remember everyone was on the edge of their seats like during that fight and that fight was Mm-hmm. some of the best uh cinema i've seen 
be because there's there th- th- there's so much like you know happening during that and and there's so much emotion happening through the fight and then you have the king that John Williams is with his score you know he put in and it's it's just fantastic and I think with the uh, new movies coming out I think we need to get back into that. I don't know what era it will be in, but I want to. Uh, I think what they need to do is they need to come up with something original, um, very similar to what George did, uh, you know, with A New Hope. I think they need to not, you know, start from scratch and rewrite everything, but I think they need to go to an era where they're not using the Skywalkers as a crutch. I think they need to start fresh and work on their own things and then they can use characters uh they can come up with these new characters that we fell in love with like luke leia and han i think Mm -hmm. that's what they need to do i don't want them to do that with you know ray and poe and all of them i want them to do that with new characters that we can fall in love with and a different era that we can fall in love with as well maybe a little out of left field but i'd love to see a movie series or a show series that focuses on the chess ascendancy Yes. Yeah. Because I feel like if you, especially if you set that far enough back in the galactic timeline, you could then possibly get a translation error, which is how the name Skywalker comes to be. Yes, that would be so cool. No, that would be cool. That would be cool. They, they have so much content that that they can cover, and that's the great thing about Star Wars is there's so much, so much content to cover. Mm-hmm. Be uh, and there's so much history. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I'm just excited for more Star Wars. Yes. And I cannot wait for Celebration. I don't even... I don't think it's really hit me yet. I don't think it's even hit Josh yet. That... um, uh, (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, so... uh, Yeah, it's super, super exciting. Uh, But for everyone, please go follow um, Hunter, Christian, and Star. They are fantastic, and they do so much for the star wars community um i'm so um blessed and grateful to call them friends and i'm i'm i'm, I'm so glad that you uh, that all of you are able to come on every week and uh and and just be nerds and just <laughs> talk about the bad batch it's it's fantastic uh you can follow um hunter christian and star on instagram and tiktok and other social media platforms at jig underscore i underscore hunter Kenobin underscore around and star spangled comment. Uh, please go follow them. You can also follow us uh, on Instagram at star stuff podcast uh, on Twitter at stuff pod. We're also on Patreon. We have super, super cool content on there. Go check it out. We're also on TikTok. search star Wars stuff podcast. Uh, we also have an email. Um, star Wars stuff, Gmail, uh, at gmail.com we're also on facebook thank you for everyone on facebook that is listening to us right now star stuff group and star wars stuff podcast page go on apple Podcasts. please give us a review we uh we also have our own uh we also have our own website as well uh where it links you, you not to only just our profiles but also to our sister podcast the star wars uh the marvel stuff podcast they talk all things Marvel. It's super, super great over there. And then we just started this, and we just changed our name to Star Wars Stuff Gaming on Twitch. This week we are getting a big group, and we're uh, and we're playing Ewok Hunt. So get ready for that because that's just going to be a bunch of nerds talking about Star Wars and trying not to die from small bears with spears. <laughs> 
but from myself, Christian, Josh, Hunter, and Star, thank you so much for listening. We love you all. May the force be with you always. <laughs>